Welcome to Cubs on Tap, presented by On Tap Sportsnet. I am Brian Mishler, and I'm here with my boy Juice Man. How you doing today, Juice? Oh, man, I need a, uh, a cigarette and maybe a, a case of beer to crack open. Hashtag crack them, because these get sadder and sadder every time I'm on, Brian. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is by far, I've done about three or four Cubs on Taps, and this is easily easily the most depressing of them so far i mean you really can't literally besides hayward had a good catch in center field that was the only positive of the 27 or any of the outs the cubs had today i mean nothing on offense had a couple good plays on defense but you got to score one runs to win games and they had one hit by castellanos and there's really not much to be positive about today no, it's really not. And honestly, when you look at the big landscape of the team, I always like to step back and look at really what you're watching. There hasn't been really much positive to look at in a long time. You know, since since the break, obviously, they came out a little hot. They seemed like the Cubs had turned a corner. But, I mean, look back to when they went on the road to the that Giants series. After that, the Cubs have been really, really subpar to the point where you know, I was really surprised that they bought as much as they did at the trade deadline. I don't know about you, but it just seemed like, and I know yeah. Theo Epstein has talked about this, like, over and over and over again, that within Windows, there are years that you look at as clunkers that you need to just take your medicine and accept that maybe this just isn't a year to go for it. And I just didn't think that the Cubs played their su- themselves into, you know, making deals at the deadline. I mean, I know they didn't give up too much, but with that said, like, what does this team going into the deadline make you think? make you feel like you should be giving up future pieces because they just don't seem close to winning a World Series. I think I completely semi-agree with what you're saying. I mean, they've been – if I'm doing the math right, they're 32 and 37 their last 69 games. I mean, they've been below average for damn near the whole year. I mean, they haven't been very good. But I really think I, – I guarantee you Jed Hoyer and Theo – had a bunch of these conversations well into the night. And I think they talked about what's really bringing this club down is the depth. And that's why they ended up going to get some depth. I mean, it's a little too early because, I mean, they've had these guys for one game. But I, I do think that was their reasoning there. But to be honest, the big four, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, and Contreras, have been awful this road stretch. They've all... I mean, I want to say I saw a tweet earlier today that all of them, their WRC pluses were the best out of the four was like 70 and Baez was just like 52. I mean, Baez is in a pretty damn long slump right now. Yeah, that's his normal splits, though, from what I remember looking at, too. He's, he's a gangbuster the first half of the season and seems to really um, regress as it goes on and then picks it back up in the postseason. I thought I saw that. In, in the later ends of the year, he doesn't have a batting average above 250. And, and he's, his slugging numbers are railed on as well. But I, I could be wrong. But I'm with you on that. I just I look at I look at this team in a whole, and it's like they can never get on the same page. Like today they didn't hit, and they didn't pitch. So they didn't. this is one of those games you look at that they had no business being in, and they were never in it. But even the games that they're losing, it's like they lose 8-7 because they're terrible at back end of the bullpen. 
or they just don't hit because, like you, you added to earlier, they just don't have the depth out of the, the after the top four or five. So it's just frustrating because, and I said this with Ron Lewis on the last you know Cubs on Tap that I was on, it's like you have all the answers in your hand, but the answers are are the reason the Cubs are going to win are because of the pieces that they they have. You know, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras. I, I just can't remember a time where they were all hitting and really firing on all cylinders in a real long time. So with that said, like, I really hope this is one of those that you could, and I know it's late in the year, you can't just rip it up and throw it in the trash can. And, but like, I really hope that like, this is a wake up call. I mean, I know we've been talking about this for a while, but you know, one of these losses has to jar them, right? Yeah, I would agree. We, we have been saying that for a while, but this is probably the, I mean, last night, if Kimbrell would have, on that that would have probably been the worst loss of the year but obviously that didn't happen but to not today's the worst they've looked in a game because like you said it's rare to see them get outplayed on all facets of the game like they did today I mean they were out hit I think 14 to 1 but it's funny you said what you said a couple minutes ago they never get blown out they either lose 8 to 7 or 3 to 2 and they're never ever clicking on all cylinders because I was having my that is same exact conversation with my brother a couple days ago. They're either in really high-scoring games or they're in really low-scoring games. But regardless, it's within one or two runs. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've had so many close losses. But, I mean, I'm with you on if you take a step back and really look at how the Cubs stack up with the rest of baseball. And it's, I mean, that <laughs> I, there's no reason to even look at the AL at this point. But the Dodgers are just railing through everybody in the NL. The Braves got way better at the deadline, and I mean, that's even without the division. The Cardinals, they get Ozuna back and Carpenter back pretty soon. Goldschmidt's playing as well as he has all year. I mean, it's pretty terrifying if you ask me. It is, and I wanted to bring this up to you because realistically today, there's nothing really good to talk about the game. I mean, we could sit and talk about Nick Cassianos' base hit for the next, you know, 10, 15 minutes of this, but that's stupid. So let's just bring this to a, a broad Cubs on tap where we talk about, my question to you is, are you almost at the point of the Cubs season where you're rooting that they fail based on in this offseason they're going to have money to spend? You know, maybe they make some changes to you know, ignite this group back again. Or are you hoping that as a fan, and, and I know it's tough to always root against them, but are you rooting for them to you know, start to hit their stride and actually have a chance? Because I'm in the middle. I don't know how to feel. I don't know if I should feel that you know, this team is this close if, if everybody starts firing on all cylinders? Or do I root for, like, the, the dumpster fire to where we get rid of Joe Madden and, you know, we're able to move some people, some players off of our, our, uh, our roster and make some changes to maybe, maybe move, you know, the needle to maybe feel like these, these guys have maybe gotten too complacent? You know, I, I'm in the middle. I want to hear what your, your thoughts are on that. So I... I still root for them to win. I understand completely what, completely what you're saying. I was on board at the deadline for them to get rid of Madden, but honestly, like that was never really realistic to fire Madden in the middle of the year. But I don't think right now they are capable of making it to the World Series unless they really start to pick it up. And I think the only way they re-sign Joe Madden is if they make it to the World Series. So I'm going to root for them to win. But even if they make the NLCS, I on it and lose to the Dodgers or 
whoever. I don't think they retain Joe Madden, and I've been saying it all year. I think they need a change of scenery, a change of culture, because absolutely this team has gotten complacent. So I was, during the middle of this game, after the sixth inning when the Cardinals blew the doors open, I got a little, I got a little intrigued and looked at who started Game 7 of the 2016 World Series for the Cubs. And... <laughs> It was, let me look here real quick. Schwarber, Chris Bryant, Rizzo, Russell, Contreras, Hayward, Baez, all of them started Game 7 in the World Series. And I realize Addison Russell is down in AAA right now, but he's still mm-hmm. essentially a part of the Cubs. That is literally almost the same core besides Dexter Fowler and Ben Zobrist. So this team has the talent. The talent's there. I mean, they won a, they won a World Series. So, yes, they're getting complacent, and I don't really know what's happened. I mean, it goes back to what I, what I was saying three weeks ago. I don't, I don't think they respond to Joe Madden's managing style anymore, and I, I do think a change will be had at the end of the year. But it's just, if you're a really objective Cubs fan to say that because, I mean, there's two months of baseball left. They just sold a couple of decent prospects to get Castellanos, so – I mean, you really hope they had a chance this year, and it just maybe they don't. It's it's mind-boggling because I, I felt like Cub fans, and I have a lot of them. I, I'm in several group chats, and then my family are all Cub fans, and we sit and we talk about the same thing over and over and over again with this team. And it, it's getting to the point where I I get frustrated as a fan, and fans in general who aren't maybe as diehard as me and you are going to start to check out. Now, this, this, is, this is exactly a loss tonight that your fan base gets on Twitter and they check out. Because, you know, it's around the corner, football season. That's coming yeah. up, too. You know, and as a Cub fan, like, I'm rooting for them. I'm with you. Like, I don't know where to go because, obviously, the frustration to me really upsets me. Because when they lose like this, it makes you think, like, it really puts it in perspective, like, how far away they are from actually contending and winning a World Series. But then again... You look at the names on the back of the jersey and you go, this team is very well talented and maybe this is just one of 162. So the Cubs have put you almost on this this log. You know when they when they do like on ESPN where they're like doing the log running guys with like the lumberjacks? Like that's, yeah. that's where like the, the Cubs, are, you as a Cub fan, are standing running on that log as, as like the Cub lumberjack trying to figure out do I just <laughs> fall into the water and give up or do I stay on this log as long as I can? And I, I just don't know what if I want to just give up and just jump in. You know, that's <laughs> I I know that's probably like a weird analogy to like throw out there, but realistically that's that's like what this whole season's been about. No, it's actually a perfect analogy because you realize do you want to really expend all the effort and keep going or do you just want to quit and dive into the water? I like that analogy. But I'm with you on it. I think it's still early. I mean, obviously this was as bad as they played all year, but I, I really did like what Theo and Jed did at the deadline. I don't think the uh, limited amount of financial flexibility they had, they could really do anything else. I mean, you got to hand it to Theo and Jed. They always do what they can at the deadline to improve their team. And the biggest weakness all year by far has been position player depth. And they have improved that considerably. I mean, you had Castellanos, you added Tony Kemp, 
Hopefully they get Zobris back, and all of a sudden you're like, okay, this team actually has pretty, a pretty good amount of depth. Cap has been pray, playing decently well. I mean, I mean that's all good, all well, but yeah. I mean, the top four, Contreras, Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant, they all need to start hitting better. Like I said earlier, they've been slumping recently. And I don't know what's wrong with Chris Bryant because he was, like, scolding hot. And then the last, like, week and a half, he went to just looking lost at the plate. I don't know if he actually has a hurt knee, but they need to realistically ask him because if he is, they need to uh, put him on the IL or just sit him for a little bit because – Risking further injury is just really stupid, given this point. But it's really weird what their splits are on the road. I was doing some research. They are 0-9-1 in their last 10 road series. They're the only team in the MLB not to win a road series since May 20th. Only team. <laughs> that, means, that means the Blue Jays. That means the Tigers. That means the Marlins. The that means the Marlins. They've all won <laughs> road series. And the Cubs have it. That is that is unfathom. That's unfathomable. <laughs> but I think it goes back. Does it does it surprise you though? Because this is like I said, the drastic amounts of of on the scale that this 2019 Cubs team is. They're they're the team that hasn't won a road series since May. But they're also in a hypothetical world. If you told me and you fast forwarded to October. And you told me that the Cubs were playing the Dodgers and the Dodgers were fearful and most people were picking the Cubs because hot bats or because they just hit their stride. I would not be surprised. You know, that's, that's the yeah, other half of this, like, cause they have the talent and they have the pitching staff. And as long as the bullpen, it holds together, you know, somewhat better, obviously with Kimbrough at the back of it, it's clear that this Cubs team could make a run, but I've just watched too many eight, nothing losses where they only get one hit. Or I've watched too many ninth, eighth inning, you know, blowups where they hand the game to the other team. That it's like I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I think the whole state of this episode, and me and Ron Luce did this last time. The word of the day was frustration. I think the phrase of the of, of the day for Cubs on Tap is I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. You know, it's it's that's where I'm at. That's and I think that's where most Cub fans are now. And I think we could all identify with the frustrations that we've went through. And I'll tell you what, like as a baseball, former baseball player, and I mean, I never played at the major league level, but I know that they're damn frustrated inside of that locker room because they truly looked at this year as a year that they're going to rededicate themselves. I mean, you listen to Wilson Contreras, him repicking up the weights and, and rededicating to his craft. You know, there was a lot of talk on this team coming out of, you know, spring training that these guys were ready to contend again. They were ready to, you know, focus their energy on it. And we've gotten the 57 and 51 record. You know, looking at the at the first of August now, you know, so I bet you there's a lot of frustrated guys inside of that locker room. It's just a matter of is everybody frustrated enough to just end it? Is everybody is everybody frustrated and hungry enough to say, hey, let's let's cut the bullshit. Let's let's go. Let, let's go after this thing, you know, because that's it just doesn't seem like the, their play on the field, you know, resonates their sense of urgency. Yeah, I would agree because I don't think they have very many guys that play fiery, really, besides Wilson Contreras. I mean, Baez kind of does, but, I mean, Wilson's kind of a hothead. But I think they're just really mellow, level-headed guys. Like, I mean, Jason Hayward, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, all those guys are great leaders, but they're never really going to get on guys. So I don't 
I think there might be an element of complacency. And yeah, sure, they might be frustrated. But like you said, I think they, they it looks like they sleepwalk through games, especially on getaway days like today. When mm-hmm. you're you're leaving St. Louis, and I mean that's as as much of laying an egg as I've ever seen in my life. I mean yep. they just played with flat out no passion or anything. They they looked like they were got like two hours of sleep or on like jet lag or whatever. It just looked bad. And I mean something's got to change. Like you said, it's August first now. It's not May or June, and there really needs to be a bigger sense of urgency. And the thing is, though, Joe Madden's not the type of manager to change that internally. Nope. So I don't know where it's going to come from. Yeah, I, and it's, I'll tell you what. Everybody's talking about Ben Zobris being that guy that they all rally around and when he comes back. It ain't going to be him either no. because you, you don't know what you're getting out of him and you don't know where his state is mentally either. You know, going what, through what he's going through is tough. I mean, I've never gone through it. I've never had anybody in my family go through it, but I can only imagine – you know, a public incident like that, being in and everybody knowing about it, it's that's yeah. tough. And you haven't played baseball all year. I mean, really, before before he even was put, you know, on the bereavement list, it he he wasn't playing very often anyway. You know, that was the. But I, I don't. I'm I'm really I'm intrigued. I know a lot of them are happy to ha- to be getting him back because as as this says, actually, it's breaking news right now. He's going to train with South Bend after arriving in Chicago tomorrow. So um, he's going to start his, his track to getting back. So maybe September 1st is what a lot of people have looked at. But, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, like you said, there's nobody in that locker room that's going to, you know, get after people. And like you said, Joe Madden's not that guy either. Um, so, I, think, I think, I mean, it goes back to uh... – last year of them fizzling out I think they miss Jake Arrieta's leadership more than anybody ever talks about because he was one of the guys that was honestly like an authoritative voice and would outwardly get on guys and I guess David Ross probably too but they didn't have him in 2017 but I think they miss Arietta. I mean it's I mean it's stupid to talk about now because he's two years removed from being on the Cubs but I think they've missed that type of voice in the locker room and like you said Zobris is a well-respected a guy, but he's not going to be that. And let's be, let's be candid here. I doubt he ever really starts a game. Maybe at second, but he's not going to start in the outfield with Castellanos. He's going to be more like a pinch hitter. Maybe he might start at second, but I wouldn't expect him to be like a world beater by any means. And no Cubs fan should expect that. No, I mean he's. I, I asked this question. Uh, I think Ron Luce the other day. What What do you expect over under? you know, how many games he plays. I, I put the over under at like 15, you know I mean? That's, that, that's probably where it's at, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe you see him. I, I'd take the over on 15. Cause I do think that number is a little low, but like you said, I mean, if we, if we put it into a bats, like how many at bats do you think Ben Zobers is really going to see? I mean, he's really only going to be in, in uniform for a month down the stretch here. And that, and that, too, might throw a wrench in a lot of things that people aren't thinking about. They just acquired, you know, um, what's, what's that, Tony Can, you know? So, I mean, what, what if he's, you know, on a tear, you know? So, yeah, and, and, and Bodie, what do you do with Bodie? What do you, I mean, right. They, you know, 
Jed Hoyer even said they're not done with Russell. So, like, I don't know. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, who the hell is going to make the roster in the postseason? Or who, yeah, or who's you, getting yeah. at bats? You know, like, that's that's the other half of it, too. With a guy who's been in the league that long as Ben Zobrist, you know, he's a guy that he should probably have to play every day because if he sits too much, you know, he's a guy that may tense up. You know, that's that you yeah. got to worry about that, you know. And I, I, I just worry – I, I worry we're watching a team that maybe we're already putting in the postseason who may not make the postseason. Yeah, that's actually I mean, very true. You know, that's – I mean, down the stretch here, they're going to have to it, – it's going to be a tough battle. You know, they have a lot of division games down down the stretch here that can go either way. And, I mean, they have they play the Reds again. The Reds got better. You know, they, they have a, a, a wipeout pitcher in, in Trevor Bauer now that could, that could cause some fits. And that rotation is getting a lot better. And – showed that the Cubs just can't hit at and consistent levels. So when the pitching's that much better, I mean, can you really expect them to, you know, take two out of three or three, you know, sweep the series when they need to and at the end here? I don't know. It's like so, I said, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. That's the word of the day. Phrase, <laughs> phrase of the night. But I, it is – the starting pitching has actually been – good enough this year for them to be about 15 to 20 games above 500. But Agreed. Their bullpen and their offense is just so sporadic. Like, even the bullpen had, like, a month-and-a-half stage of you're like, okay, like, the bullpen's actually – the bullpen's not bad. And then the last two or three weeks, it just unraveled. And then the offense has been very hit or miss the past, like, six weeks. So it's just like, I don't know. And going into the season – the pitching was probably my biggest concern. So it, I just, I don't really know what to expect moving forward. I used to say that the Cubs one through six, I would put up with anybody in the, in baseball. I would consistently say that about three to four weeks ago. Can't really say that anymore without <laughs> much of these guys are struggling, but I mean, going back to the splits, the Do- they have the second best home record in the NL behind the Dodgers and the second worst in the NL on the road. So they're they're literally the Marlins on the road and the Dodgers at home. <laughs> Unbelievable. And that's I mean uh what well, let's let's transition here buddy because if we keep talking about this we we may end up, you know, drowning ourselves in a bathtub or throwing <laughs> a toaster in it real soon buddy because I'm telling you as a Cub fan, this is probably the most frustrated I've been with this team since they've won the World Series. And it will pre-winning the World Series. Because, like you said, brother, you look at this roster one to six, they can contend with anybody in the league, you know. But let's be honest, they they just haven't. Like you said, they're the Marlins or they're the Dodgers, and honestly, if they're somewhere in the middle, they seem That's to not find a different way to lose it. <laughs> so, but hey, let's transition into uh, this weekend series, another big one: uh, Milwaukee and the Cubs. Cubs, Milwaukee Brewers coming to Wrigley Field. Zach Davies, Jose Quintana, um, what's your opinion on that game tomorrow? Um, I know that uh, it'll be a rivalry game, one twenty start. So give me give me your uh, your thir- initial thoughts on uh, that game tomorrow. I I mean I'm gonna predict a win. Quintana's hit or miss, I would say. Well, I don't know. The Cubs just seem to feed off the crowd at home. And the Brewers starting pitching is not good at all, to, to put it very lightly. And honestly, the Cubs 
absolutely need this series. I mean, I don't think the Brewers, personally, I had a discussion with some of my friends. I don't think they're that great. But, I mean, they're, what, one game back now, so you can't take them lightly. The Cubs need to either take two of this series or sweep them, hopefully sweep them. Because you always have to have the the Cardinals in your rearview mirror now. So I really think, like Joe Madden said to start today, it's big boy time, really. You can't really – you can't you can't play or start plays for developmental purposes anymore, and I really just think he should stick to more of a starting lineup. I don't like Castellanos was supposed to like he rakes against lefties and he's like a little bit below average against righties. I don't care. I think you should start him in right field for like more most of the games the next two weeks and see what he can do. Maybe he's in, invigorated by being on a Cubs and being. Tight uh, NL Central race, I don't know. But just stick him in right field. Play Hayward in center field. Hayward had a great grab today in center field. Literally is good enough defensively to play there. Schwarber, put him in left. And just stick with your best nine at bats. You're obviously going to have to give Contreras some days off in a little bit. But I just think he has to stick with the lineup more. And it, it, would, it would allow the Cubs to get more of a rhythm. That's also something that nobody really talks about with Joe Madden is he mixes and matches and platoons so many positions. It's hard to just generate a feel for what you're going with. And I just, I think it's crunch time. Now you got to start putting the string together, some wins. And I think you got to play the best nine more often. What do you, what do you think about that? I agree. I actually want to go back to, I thought your perfect point about him playing center field, that him talking about Jason Hayward. I, at Wrigley field this weekend, there is no reason why. Castellanos and, and Hayward shouldn't be in center. And and you do whatever you got to do with left. If it's Kyle Schwarber, if you're rotating Chris Bryan out there, whatever to get, whatever it's got to be. But at Wrigley Field, with the wind blowing out, if anything's over your head, it's usually out. You know, it's, it's honestly, the, the defense in right field, I get it. You know, Hayward plays a better right, and it's a tough right field to play. But nine times out of ten, if somebody's hitting it on a rope over somebody's head in right field, it's out. It's in the bleachers. So, it's one of the parks I just don't see as a huge advantage to have a terrible outfield out there. You know, to me, it just doesn't matter as much when you're playing yeah. in like St. Louis or you're playing like in, like in San Francisco, I could see it, but at Wrigley field, it's like, just throw the best lineup out there because obviously your, your ball club's struggling to hit consistently. So just go do it. Just put, put the eight guys out there that you feel are going to score you the most runs and let the defensive stuff work it out as it goes. Because, honestly, it would just feel good for this Cubs team to have a lead. And, I, and have a lead that they're a, a comfortable one. You know, it was so fun to watch the Cubs Sunday because they seem to get out of there quick. And I know Kyle Schwer- and they just coast it. How many games yeah. this year have we watched that, where it was like you knew they were going to win from, I like, inning three? Like two hands. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I, I look at – this weekend series, and I agree with you 100%. Put the best eight guys out there that can hit. Let the defense worry itself. You got Jose Quintana out there who been pretty damn successful against the Brewers since we've acquired him. And True. and I, I like that matchup because they really got to Davies the other day. And uh, I, I think the Cubs lineup steps, stacks up really good. But you're right. Nick Castellanos needs to be in the lineup every day, especially, especially since you acquired him. You know, I mean, this is – the stretch run, this is probably all you're going to have him. He's going to go somewhere else next year. So go out there, play him, get your value for him. 
to, to go back to the Cardinal series real quick, it just shows how important it is when your starter comes out like you Darvish does on, what was that? Would be Wednesday or Tuesday night and, and pitches a gem like he does. You need to capitalize on those wins. Like th- those yeah. are the ones where you need to just scrape a- across three runs and you win the damn game. Figure it out because it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like their pitcher. I forget who even threw. Wait, was it Wainwright that night? Uh, yeah. yeah, that it wasn't like he was throwing stuff up there that was they've never seen before. You know, figure it out. So yeah, I mean, washed up Wainwright just mowed him down. That's just yeah. Sad. So I mean, going into this weekend, I hope they take three. They play like a different team at home, like you said. But with this Cubs team, Brian, what's the saying? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I agree. And I just, I mean, we're, we're being very negative right now. And, I mean, it's warranted. If you watch one through nine of today's game, I've never been more bored in my life watching a game. But <laughs> there's, it's not over. I mean, when was it? Last, I don't forget which day it was. I think it was last, I don't know, like six days ago or something like that, seven days ago. The Cubs had a three-game lead in the NL Central, which was the biggest lead in the NL Central, like, or the biggest lead the Cubs had all season. And I'm just like, it's insane how fast the narrative can change. Mm -hmm. You go from having a 7-2 and homestand out of the All-Star break and then having a 3-6 and away stand, and then – now you're just going from okay, the Cubs look like they're they could be World Series good, and let's do something at the deadline. They do something at the deadline, and they have a shitty, a really bad road series, and then all of a sudden you're like, can are we even going to make the playoffs? So, I mean, I, I'm sure it's somewhere in between if we're going to be objective about it. But it's just crazy how much the narrative can change. And for all we know, I mean, the Cubs, the Cubs got the Brewers and then the A's. And that's a really tough six games right there. But, I mean, they could win four or five of them, and then everybody could be all rosy and positive in a week. Back to the phrase of the night. I don't know. Yeah, and then to, to add that, they, I mean, they could win six on this home. They could sweep the homestand and then play the Reds and lose four out of them. And you're looking at yeah. this team as, as six and four in their last ten, and maybe they're, like, tied for the division lead. It's like you said, man. If, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's going to be fun to, to watch this team down the stretch, though, because either way, hey, man, it's it's either you're watching the world burn or hopefully you're watching the Cubs come up and, and hit their stride. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we got a good divisional race. It's going to be a tight race coming down, so it's going to be it's going to be important games. It's going to be fun to watch, I guess, unless we're getting more to what we saw tonight. But, yeah, there's nothing – Nothing to be too mad about. It's got some good two months of baseball left to be played. Yeah, buddy. I'm I'm good with you. So I want to go in real quick, preview the game tomorrow. We already kind of talked about the starting pitchers. But I want your uh, your fly the W player of the game for tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to go with Cast- Castellanos, actually. I think he's going he's gonna to make some noise in his first game at Wrigley. And I'm going to be really, really pissed off if Madden doesn't start him. But that, that's all I got to say about that. What about you? I'm going to go with Javi Baez. Tomorrow, I, I think it's the Javi game. I think we see Javi Baez go deep twice. And he puts the team on his back, feeds off the crowd. I think Wilson Contreras has a good day. I'm picking a lot of the guys who feed off the crowd in this one. And, yeah. uh, and I think Willie and, and um, 
Baez are two guys to look for. Yeah, that's a, that's a good prediction. That would be great to see because I feel like it's been a while since both those guy, guys have had a big game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, I think that we covered up pretty much everything to say. Not really much to talk about in terms of the play-by-play of the game. But we covered a lot about what we expect to see about the Cubs moving forward. What about what about you? You have anything else to say? I I gotta say, go Cubs, go! I'm hoping this weekend I get to fly my W flag just three blocks north of Wrigley Field three times this weekend. Awesome. Well, you said it best yourself. Phrase of the day is I don't know, but sticking with the Cubs. Go Cubs, go! Have a good night. Thank you for listening.